guess what? It's time for Making Kayfabe with your hosts, Bryce and Dylan. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another fantastic episode of Making Kayfabe. We've started off season five with a bang. We had Viscera last week, who many would argue, some would definitely argue, is one of the greatest men to never win the big one, the big heavyweight championship. I know for a fact somebody on this very show would argue that. And conversely, I'm going to be rebooking somebody who I would argue is one of the best to never win the, the big one as well. Owen Hart. So, you know, there is a big conversation for you guys. We'll put that a poll up on the Twitter. I imagine Owen Hart versus Viscera. Who's better? <laughs> <laughs> who's, a better who's a better wrestler? Owen Hart or, or Viscera? There's no way to, to know for sure. You know, they're, they're both wonderful. And we've, we've both rebooked them. Viscera last week and now Owen Hart this week. Can you imagine a better start to Season 5 than that? I certainly can't. So before we get too far into the Owen Hart business, we're going to talk to the man who really did rebook Viscera last week. We're going to talk to Bryce. Bryce, how are you? I'm really, really, really good. I think... I think uh, you know to be to be uh, completely impartial. I think if there's if there's two guys uh, you know should have won the world title but didn't, I think Owen Hart and Viscera are those two guys. Yeah, not William Regal. No, no, no. No, fuck him. But Viscera. No. Yeah, Viscera. Yeah, exactly. A fucking oh, yeah. Viscera first, then Owen Hart, surely. Yes, I mean they're both former kings of the ring. That that is true. That is true. Yeah, and they're both <laughs> exceptional technical wrestlers. Yes, they both trained in the Stu Hart's dungeon, <laughs> Calgary. <laughs> They're both coming out dressed as they pink. Well, I was gonna say they're both um, directly related to Bret Hart. Yep, yep. Yes, That's sir. Yep. You know, but they're both former tag team champions. They are both both former hardcore. Was Owen Hart hardcore champion? Or he was, was not. He ah, so he's he, he, this um, one's got something that Owen Hart doesn't then, right? So I mean that that is makes true. Him... I believe the hardcore championship was, was when did that come in? It must have been sometime in 1998. Night maybe. Um, yeah. I have to. I think it was '98, maybe the latter half of '98. But Owen Hart had some other stuff going yeah. on at that time, uh, which we'll get into in the history, of course. But what do you, what do you, what do you think about uh, our, our good friend Owen Hart, member of the Hart family, prestigious Hart family, alongside Bret Hart and Viscera, of course. So not not um I mean this is from an era where I didn't watch a lot of wrestling um I, I'm not really too I mean, I've watched some of the Attitude Era but not a lot of the Attitude Era which was kind of like in, in, in beforehand like 1994 when he was around but you know since you said we're going to do this episode I've been on a bit of a own heart binge uh, lately and um he's just he's fucking incredible man he's, um, he's you know we really fucking good. We watched the uh, the British Bulldog Owen Hart match for the KFA Marathon on our Patreon page, and that's what kind of set me off on this binge because it just fucking blew me away how incredible that match was. How just mm. I, I don't know if I, I don't know ahead of his time is the right phrase, but I mean you'd see you'd see that exact kind of match in AEW these days, right? Yeah. Um, you know, it's just that kind of um, that kind of wrestling. Yeah, very fast paced, like uh, lots of different moves, lots of cool reversals and all the rest. And like that, that, that got me to look into other matches and just I like, watched like some of his uh, matches with Bret Hart. And oh. I even watched a match with him and fucking Jeff Hardy before Hardy Boys, uh, like in 1995 oh, or something, which was really cool. That that was a uh, pretty badass as well. And just insanely talented. Just, uh, I don't know what else to say, just a very, very talented guy. And it's yeah. really cool that he's um, kind of back in the news again with his, uh, you know, AW making the, uh, the own heart invitational tournament kind of thing yes. which would be really really cool um to see i can't wait to see that it's not 
aired as of as recording this episode, but it can't be too far away. But I mean, what, what, what's your thoughts on that? Like, on the actual, who, who do you think should win the Own Heart Invitational Tournament? Ooh, well, now you see that's tricky. Well, hold I, on, so Viscera can't. So that that's not the kind of attitude I want to have on this show, my friend. <laughs> if Viscera wants to, he can do it. If he really wanted to come back from the dead and win the Own Heart Invitational Cup then by golly he could do it you know hmm. i first of all i do think it's really cool that AEW are doing that i think it's a really nice tribute to own heart hmm. and it's the kind of thing that it keeps his memory alive like you said you were kind of unfamiliar with own heart till i showed you that match and then you're like fuck i gotta check this guy out hmm. and if this tournament can make other people go i gotta check this own heart guy out and then they see stuff like that bulldog match and yeah. And the matches with Brett and all the other like, great matches he's had, then it's a win-win. It keeps his memory alive. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, really, a guy like Brian Danielson, I think, yeah. is very Owen Hartish in that he, he, you know he's a little smaller in stature than some of the other people, but he, he's very quick and he's very good at what he does, like deceptively good. A lot of people, yeah. I think, would say Brian Danielson's a bit more like Bret Hart in that he's more technical. But mm. I think, I mean, that's how good Danielson is. is that he, he's as good as both the hearts, really. Yeah. Uh, but I would see a, a guy like that is probably, or what, like, I'm, I'm kind of unfamiliar with a lot of the newer guys that have been brought into AEW, but I, I imagine there's probably somebody, like one of the younger, newer guys could probably... Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I would probably think Jungle Boy. Um, he's probably Jungle the, Boy. The could man be, yeah, for yeah, it. He's yeah. very similar kind of style of wrestler, right? Jungle Boy's a good shot. I think uh, there is a guy with a good upside. Like you know, if if they if they keep the pressure on a guy like that, he could be hmm. a great star. That's a 100%. good good idea. But yeah, it's really cool to see him back in the back in the news again. He's going to be in the AW video game and all the rest. And uh, yeah, just there's probably a lot of people, maybe my age, who hadn't checked out pre. 2002, 2003 wrestling. Who should totally go back and watch Owen Hart? Because um, it's like going into a time machine. Like he'd be so perfect in like you know uh, in the Indies today or AW today. You know he'd fit right in kind of thing. It's uh, and he'd be a major, major player. And it's obviously a shame uh, what happened to him. Obviously, I think everyone knows that. But yeah, just what what a wrestler, what a talented guy. And um, I'm really looking forward to seeing where you take him today. Well, speaking of, of some of the comments you made there were some some of our, our fans, at least might our listeners might not be too familiar with pre 2000 wrestling. Mm. We had put out a tweet asking people to talk to us about Owen Hart because he's one of those guys that, that have, uh, people have requested before on the show. They wanted to hear yes. what we can do with, with Owen Hart. And we were happy to oblige. Like, you know, I've been thinking about doing this one for a couple of seasons Long now. Long time, yeah. Yes, probably since season three, maybe? Two yeah, or three. Yeah. yeah. So we put out a tweet asking people to tell us about Owen Hart and all their thoughts about Owen Hart. And funny enough, like, we didn't get as many replies as we, we thought we might. And that's possibly because people who listen to the show might not be as familiar with Owen Hart as I am, for example. Mm. They might be more your kind of speed where... They know of Owen Hart, but have never really went back and watched some of his stuff. They you know? they know of Owen Hart, but they know yes. more about Viscera. Of yes, because Viscera would have been more <laughs> their time. You yeah, know? exactly. Big, we, big Daddy we, B. Yeah, exactly. We got plenty yeah. of time to see those big old titties. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? We got a lot, yeah. a lot of Viscera tits. Well, yes. So speaking of of people's opinions on Owen Hart and our listeners' opinions on Owen Hart, why don't we see 
what the listeners have to say. Okay, so on Twitter, we have a couple of uh, Twitter messages about Owen Hart. Let's read some of them. Gamebreaker Studios at RealGB Studios says he should have been WF champion. And I think that that is an opinion shared by pretty much everybody who's yeah, aware fair. of Owen Hart. Yeah. You know, we're all yeah, agree. I think, do, do you think he would have been? Do you think he would have been? Do you think that would have happened in the, in the WF after what uh, happened to Bret Hart? Realistically, no. Hmm. I don't. And... You know, Owen Hart was a good safe hand to have around. Sure. And they kind of used him as that. But I feel like going into 1998, they made it pretty clear that they were making a shift between the older generation and the newer generation, which is why a lot sure. of those guys left, not just Brett. But, you know, you look at, you know, Hall and Nash and all those other guys. Sure. A lot of those guys left because the WWE were trying to focus on a newer, uh, younger set of talent. And... The older guys didn't really get a hold. Like, you know, you look at 1998, it's all Triple H and The Rock and Steve mm. Austin. And a guy like Owen Hart, who had been in the WWE or WWF since, like, 1990 or whatever, isn't going to isn't gonna do too well. He's going to yeah. be one of those guys that kind of, like, props up a division but might not be the big time anymore. And we'll kind of we'll, we'll cover that a little bit later. Yeah, I think you look at the gimmick at the time of his passing, um, you know, it's, it maybe wasn't destined for greatness at that point, right? Well, again, we'll we'll, we'll touch on that in the, in the Ooh, okay. history. Okay, okay. There's, there's a little bit more to the Blue Blazer than you might r- remember. All right, well, okay. Well, really, you don't remember any of it. I don't remember. It's what, it's what <laughs> of the research I've done, you know, like, uh, but I mean, yeah, I'm in- interested to hear more. Well, also, we got uh, David Gray on Twitter, at hey. GunnerDave83. He says he absolutely adores Owen. Should have had a run with a big one at some point, either in 94 or post-Montreal. He saved the tag team division in 96 with the Bulldog. Uh, he was wasted in the 327th incarnation of the Nation of Domination. <laughs> was that many? Well, ish. They, they shuffled the roster you know, of the Nation of Domination around a little bit. Um, so Why I'm was not... Owen Hart in the Nation of Domination? Where, where well, they were about trying to get revenge with DX at the time. Right. That's basically the reason Owen Hart joined was because in 1998, when he was part of the, the nation, they were feuding with DX and Owen Hart had a, a, a beef with DX. Uh, but he was all by himself, of course. So he, right. he joined with the nation. This, again, this was in 1998. When the nation started, they definitely did have those kind of undertones of being a kind of militant group, you know, uh, bringing race into it. That seemed to be sure. what the issue was. But by yeah. 1998, they really kind of you know, they were like, well, that's a bit of a sticky situation. Maybe we don't want to go... Because the WWE are, are historically not very good at handling any kind of political situation nope. whatsoever. <laughs> nope. So I think they were like, let's kind of tone that down a little bit, you know? A wise move, probably, yeah. Yeah, and then we got Owen Hart. So mm. that's, that's why really a, lot, a lot of people will say, why was Owen Hart in this? And I'm like, well, that's why, because they were trying to have it be less about race and, and things like that. Because really, wrestling's not the place for that shit, is it? Exactly. Wrestling's meant to be fun and to take you away from the outside world, right? Yeah. Exactly. It's just a bunch of boys touching each other. We don't need to bring race into this. <laughs> exactly. Know? Exactly no how need... I describe it, yeah. <laughs> no need to overcome. That's how I describe it. <laughs> what are you watching on TV there? Just a bunch of boys touching each other. And then later, <laughs> on, later on, I'm going to watch the wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I think it's time for a catch-up. <laughs> yes, let's do it. Let's hear some history of a one heart. 
So let's hear a little bit of history of Owen Hart. He is, of course, the brother of Bret Hart and Viscera, of course, as we mentioned earlier in the yes. in the introduction. Of course, Viscera, Viscera Hearts, yes. Yes, it's, that, that part's definitely true. And don't look it up. Just take our word for it. Every Everything yeah. we say is all facts. So, yeah. I mean, the, what you're about to hear is all facts. So, that, from this point on, yeah. <laughs> proves my point, exactly. Yeah. So, Owen began wrestling in 1983. He first appeared in the WWF in 1988 under a mask as the Blee Blazer. Be- because uh, at the time, I think Brett and Jim Neidhart were a tag team in the WWF, and they put Brett Owen Hart. They put Owen Hart uh, under a mask as the Blue Blazer to not make it clear that he was Owen Hart or that he was Bret Hart's brother. Okay, so, that's something I already didn't know. So he was the Blue Blazer before. He, uh, yes. In the yes, it was a very mm. old gimmick of Owen Hart's. Uh, was the Blue Blazer. Great. So there you go. He left the WWF and traveled the world for a while before he returned to the WWF in 1991, this time without the mask and as clearly a member of the Hart family. Mm. He would team with Jim Neidhart to begin with. He won the King of the Ring in 1994. He was in a memorable tag team with Yokozuna for a while. And he feuded with an up-and-coming Steve Austin over the Intercontinental Championship, which he infamously broke Steve Steve Austin's neck. In a match at SummerSlam, yeah. Owen gave Austin a pile driver, but you know he didn't tuck his head in enough, and it landed. Oh, wait, what, yeah, what was it even that? It was the fact that fucking Owen landed on his ass for a fucking pile driver. Well, it was a tombstone a, pile driver. Yeah, it was a tombstone pile driver. Yeah, uh, well, that's yeah. how some of them used to do that. Yeah, but it's like so it's so unsafe though. I mean, you literally saw yes. Austin's head like poking between. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. You <laughs> can see it. You can see it. Have you seen that match? Uh, I've seen the match. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, it is rough to watch, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the finish is just uh, insane, and um, with uh, Austin, you know, clearly like fucking paralyzed or something. He can, you know, he can like, barely. Yeah, but them. then yeah. again, like they improvise that, and you can see the smarts of the two of them, the way that yeah. they were able to uh, figure fair, out fair that. Fair play, match. fair play to both of them. Like Owen Hart yeah. immediately sees something's wrong and starts playing to the crowd, so Austin can recover. Yep. It says uh, genius, but yeah, uh, so that Austin yeah, can, Christ, can like scary. grab him in the the the, the cradle. It's, it's schoolboy, yeah, yeah. Exactly, you know, but it is scary to watch. It's pretty rough. Oh, yeah. So after that, he did some stuff with his brother as part of the Heart Foundation where they were heels in America by 1997, which is a lot of fun. People always say, I think I've mentioned this before, people always talk about how bad Bret Hart was on the mic. Go watch Bret Hart on the mic in 1997 mm. in WWF. It's wonderful. It really is. So that was part of the Heart Foundation with Bret Hart, British Bulldog, Brian Pillman, and Jim Neidhart. That was in 1997. So, also in 1997, Bret Hart left the WWF for reasons that we don't even need to talk about. Everybody understands. Everybody knows <laughs> that business. And the Bulldog and Neidhart left alongside Bret. And it seemed like Owen was going to follow, but he had he was locked in the contract. They wouldn't let him out of it. Mm. So, that's fine. Owen was still in the WWF. And it seemed like things were going to go pretty well for him. He kind of came back with a bit of an antisocial attitude where he was referred to as the Black Heart. It seems pretty cool. And then, get this, this will surprise you, things all kind of fell apart once he started to feud with DX. Oh. <laughs> Triple H <laughs> and Shawn Michaels, who historically, you know, have, have always seemed to have a bit of an edge over the hearts. I want to tell you something that really happened. Okay. I want you to try and follow this. So, get this, all right. In 1997... Shawn Michaels beat the British Bulldog for the European Championship. We saw the finals of the European Championship. Yes. 
tournament on our we did a watch along on our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash Mick and Kayfabe. Love if you're interested, it. it's a lot of fun. And so Bulldog lost the European Championship to Shawn Michaels in mm-hmm. September of 1997. So that means after the screw job, Shawn mm. Michaels was both heavyweight and European champion. So Sergeant Slaughter, who was the commissioner at the time, demanded that Shawn Michaels defend his European championship against Triple H because he thinks this will show DX. You mm. know, you have to fight your best friends. What do you think of that? That match happens on December 22nd, an episode of Raw. And all the way through the episode of Raw, they seem like they're teasing dissension between DX. But then, of course, the main event happens. And it's really a finger poke of doom situation where it seems like they're going to have a real match. And then Shawn Michaels just lies down. <laughs> and Triple who, is, H- who, is, who is booking at the time? Oh. Was that I, Russell? Mm, it's got to be Russell, right? I don't think he was. I think I don't know if he was fully booking that time. I think he was more in 1998. Okay. I think it would have been about a year later, would have been right. full Russo. But this probably had a lot to do with Triple H and Shawn Michaels, I would imagine. Mm. So Triple H pins Shawn Michaels and wins the European Championship. And they think they've got one over Sergeant Slaughter as a way to make them as heels. But also, you know, <laughs> mm. was pretty stupid. But obviously, though... You could, you know, we, we, we book this. We can always see, like, a, a, a good booking coming, you know. There's only one heart left in the WWF. That's Owen Hart. He's had friction between Shawn Michaels and Triple H. You know, Shawn Michaels took the European Championship from Bulldog, Owen Hart's friend. There's an obvious feud here, right? Yeah, definitely, yeah. Well, you're in luck because the WWE had Owen and Triple H feud over the European Championship. What the hell? Some, they did something right? Yeah, well, okay, nice. <laughs> well. <laughs> uh-oh. <laughs> oh, you are right to say uh-oh, my friend. So, January 22nd, Raw, Triple H is scheduled to defend his championship against Owen Hart. Uh-huh. But Triple H doesn't want to work that night. So, Goldust is doing a gimmick where he comes out and pretends to be other people. <laughs> the classic, classic gimmick that we classic all love. gimmick that works every time for every every time. Never it's never, it, yeah. never, never been a shitty, shitty gimmick. Nope. nope. And he comes out dressed like Triple H. Goldust and, does. Yes. Right. So, Owen Hart beats Goldust dressed like Triple H, and so Sergeant Slaughter says, "Yeah, that counts." And, <laughs> and Owen Hart, Owen Hart wins the European Championship. Fuck off! No yes. way. Yes. <laughs> Happens. Yes, that would be pretty shitty if it ended there, wouldn't it? I wonder if they could make it worse. So that was in January, end of January. March 16th on episode of Raw, Owen Hart is injured. We're a couple of weeks away from WrestleMania, and this, they seem to be leading to a match between Triple H and Owen Hart at WrestleMania. But Owen Hart got injured, and he's uh, sat out of commentary with his leg up because it's in a cast. Did he get his leg kicked out of his leg? Well, well, <laughs> what happens is Triple H comes down out to the ring and says, I want to challenge Owen Hart, the injured Owen Hart for the European Championship, which makes sense. And Owen sounds, Hart sounds like Triple H. Yeah. yeah. And Owen Hart being a plucky baby face accepts. And even though he's injured, so they have a match. And of course, China interferes and hits an already injured Owen Hart. With a baseball bat, <laughs> oh <my. laughs> which I'll allows which allows Triple H to win the championship back. Did he did he really need that part? <laughs> <laughs> to hit him with a baseball bat as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. 
And then they have then a couple of weeks later at WrestleMania, March 29th, they have the match anyway between Owen and Triple H. All right. He's the European Championship. Yeah. So like, why couldn't they just instead of switching the belt beforehand, why not just Strange. have the match? Well, I mean, like better. Owen Hart didn't technically win the belt though, right? That's true. Oh, but, did did he did he like is that an official reign? Yes. Fucking hell. What a so, fucking mess that. Yes, so at WrestleMania, they have a rematch. Of course, Triple H wins, of course, again, with interference from China. So after that is when Owen Hart became a member of the Nation of Domination. That was in April. And they had a thing with DX, so that kind of explains that right there. That's all the <laughs> explanation you need. Yep. Uh, I also he started to team up with Jeff Jarrett along around, but this time at SummerSlam, they were teaming up. So the Nation of the Domination kind of fizzled out by... October and November of 1998. So Owen was able to focus more on his tag team with Jeff Jarrett. Around about that time, they did an angle where Owen Hart injured Dan Severn and they played it up like Owen Hart was a dangerous guy because he'd hurt Austin the year before and now he's hurt uh. Dan Severn. So apparently Owen Hart quit the WWE or they didn't want him there. So he you know, disappeared. And around about the same time, uh, a new wrestler called the Blue Blazer appeared. <laughs> uh, isn't that a mystery? 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 <laughs> I don't isn't know why I sound a, like that. Isn't that, isn't that a mysterious? Yes, isn't that a mysterious mystery? So, now we have the Blue Blazer. Owen Hart would return, but really just to make it clear that he wasn't the Blue Blazer. He was like, that's not me. They yeah. even did a bit where they were backstage and Owen Hart stood beside the Blue Blazer. <laughs> and it definitely wasn't, obviously, Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> no sir but also nice. around, this, around about this time uh, Jeff Jarrett and Owen Hart uh, won the tag team championships in January 1999 they held them until April until uh, they lost them to Kane and X-Pac for some reason but they were still doing this uh, blue blazer angle at the same time and Owen Hart was scheduled to fight the Godfather at over the edge pay-per-view for the Intercontinental Championship as the blue blazer when unfortunately whenever they were getting ready to Lower Owen Hart to the to the ring. Part of his uh, hardest mal- malfunctioned, and he mm. unfortunately, uh, you know, fell through the arena and uh, passed away. It's a very mm. very sad occurrence that could yes. could have easily been avoidable, you know. Yeah. But it's mm-hmm. a very very sad situation. But on the on the plus side, Owen Hart had plenty of success in the WWF. Like we said, he won the King of the Ring. 1994. He's a four-time tag team champion, two-time Intercontinental champion, wow. one-time European champion. If you want, if you want to count that, <laughs> if, if it counts, yeah. <laughs> Three-time Slammy Award winner, which he used to brag about all the time, and also he broke Steve Austin's neck. So you know, there you go. <laughs> not not a whole lot of people can can brag about that. And That's true. Uh, like we said, it's all it's very nice to see AEW doing their best to keep the good name of Owen Hart alive with the partnering with the Owen Hart Foundation and the Owen Hart Tournament. Um, it's a very classy move on their part. You know, I've had some things to say about AEW in the past, but I got to say that's a really nice thing. Yeah. Um, and Because uh, I'm a big Owen Hart fan. And it's nice to see his memory still alive and well in 2021. You see, so, like, Tony Khan, uh, I think I remember reading this, he trademarked uh, King of Hearts, I think it was. Um, not not for any like official purposes. He just wanted to do it for a, a Christmas present for um, Owen Hart's widow, which is really yes. cool. Exactly. That's really nice. You know? Really nice. Yeah. yeah. So that's a little bit of a history of Owen Hart. But 
wouldn't you like to hear what I have in store, the King of Hearts? So, are you just to get this straight? Are you booking him? Kind of what would happen after um, if he didn't pass away, basically? No, I. This is going to surprise you. Well, kind of, right? But this, what I'm going to do is, unsurprisingly, rebook that entire fucking European Championship mess. Nice. Yep. <laughs> so right after the screw job, basically. Okay. Cool. Nice one. So uh, Bret, Bret Hart's just been screwed, left for WCW. Owen Hart's the only heart left in WBF. Yes. I mean, you would He's think. He's a member of the Lonesome Hearts Club. You, ah, there we go. How long have ah. you been sitting on that one for? Ah, ah, at least five seconds. That's a good one. That's really good. Yeah. I didn't think of that at all. Son of a bitch. <laughs> um, yes. So we're going we're gonna to do some rebooking of Owen Hart. You ready? Brilliant. Yeah, let's go for it. Looking forward to this, man. Let's do it. Let's get into this. There's a little part of this storyline that I think we need to address right off the bat. And it's never really been confirmed. But I believe that part of the reason Owen Hart didn't go any further than he did after 1997 wasn't just because of Triple H and Shawn Michaels holding him down. But also because Steve Austin didn't want to work with him. Mm. Now, If you think about 1998, that's the year of Steve Austin. He was the top dog. He was a heavyweight champion. Makes sense. He didn't, he like, I've heard him say that he didn't really want to work with Owen Hart too much after (laughs) Owen Hart broke his fucking neck, right? Mm. Understandable. Uh, Understandable, yeah. It'd probably be the same, yeah. Exactly. Now, you know, it was an accident, but at the same time, Austin was trepidations about working with Owen. And, you know, like we said, 1998 was Steve Austin's year. (laughs) If you think of 1998, that's the year Steve Austin was hitting the big time. So, How could they really do some kind of angle where Owen Hart would get to the main event in 1998 whenever the main event was just 100% dominated by Stone Cold Steve Austin, right? So I think that, that, you know, if you look at, at, you know, he's he's fighting Undertaker and Key and and Mankind and The Rock. These are all guys that Austin trusted and could deal with, you know. How are we going to fit Owen Hart into that? So that's something I wanted to keep in mind. And something that I don't think a lot of people think about. Yeah, you know? I didn't. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's it makes it's sense a, now that you see it, but yeah, exactly. No idea. Yeah, it's a little wrinkle like that, but also to me, it's a it's a very important factor. So I'm gonna have to rebook Owen Hart with all that stuff in mind, and I think I can do it. So I think you can. Me too. So let's let's see how this goes. So I've already discussed the very strange way that Owen Hart. Won the European? Ch- I say one. Still baffled by that. Still baffled. It's by that. bizarre, that's, isn't it? That's WCW 2000. That's that's why I right. said Russo. It's so strange. Yeah. Who would ever would think that that was a good idea? But we're gonna Bro. we're gonna. Bro, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, there's no way Russo had like nothing to do with that. I mean, come on. I I don't know. I feel like that was maybe more Shawn Michaels and Triple H going. This will keep us looking strong. I'm like, mm, well, it... because Triple H. Didn't he didn't lose the belt? He wasn't pit pinned. Yeah. Okay. So you know what I mean? That's yeah, like yeah. well. Anyway, we'll we'll get to that soon. So where are we? We're December nineteen ninety seven or January nineteen ninety eight. That kind of area. Bret Hart has departed the WWF for greener pastures, and by that I mean a big paycheck and a concussion. <laughs> oh Jesus! That's what happened. That's true. <laughs> I'm like, don't don't blame me. Blame Goldberg. <laughs> so the Bulldog and Jim Neidhart have also left 
of course, Shawn Michaels is now the heavyweight and European champion. He's feeling pretty good. He single-handedly ran off the biggest thorn in his side and all of his associates as well, or mostly. It would seem like he runs the WWF at the moment, and he's got two championships to go along with it. Double gold, baby. But Sergeant Stoddard, the current WWF commissioner at the time, demands that Shawn defends his European championship. Now, Shawn Michaels wants to defend it against Triple H. That seems like that would be fun, wouldn't it? I wonder how... Because realistically, we, we've seen Shawn Michaels versus Triple H. That Good shit match. rules. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, in 2002, that shit was amazing. The three we stages could, of hell match, right? Yeah, all that stuff. Remember Ladder the one they match. had at SummerSlam? Great shit. Yeah, yeah. they had done that stuff, but they didn't. Maybe they'll do it in this rebooking. Let's see. So, Shawn Michaels wants to defend against Triple H. Triple H comes out to the ring, ready for this match, because he knows he knows how it's going to go down. So, he's feeling pretty confident because, you know, Shawn Michaels is about to lie down for him. But on the way out to the ring, he's attacked by a man wearing a black mask. So, Shawn Michaels, he tries to get out of the ring and jump over to his friend's aid. But it's too late. The man cripples Triple H with a lead pipe shot to the knee. He runs away. So, Michaels can't get to him in time. Michaels demands to get to the bottom of this mess. But Sergeant Slaughter tells him, no, we got, you got to defend that belt. Raw's almost over. You don't got time for you running away. You got to defend this championship, son. You have to defend your championship immediately. Unfortunately enough, Sergeant Slaughter has the perfect substitution for Triple H. <laughs> We're not going on that road. <laughs> it's Viscera. And then, hey. then Goldust comes down dressed as Viscera. <laughs> but it still counts. Uh, we're, not, we're not doing that. That was still bad. We're still, still. still. <laughs> we're gonna ignore all that. So Owen Hart is the substitute. Nice. Owen Hart comes out. He's ready to roll. And Shawn Michaels is obviously in a really fucking bad mood now. He's worried about Triple H. More worried about Triple H than the European Championship. But you know, he's still Shawn Michaels. So they have a hell of a match because we're talking about Shawn Michaels and Owen Hart here. You know, mm. great match. But Owen Hart manages to pin Shawn Michaels and win the European Championship. Possibly because Shawn Michaels was thinking about Triple H, you know. But there we go. So Shawn Michaels is pretty pissed because, like you said, his head wasn't fully in the game. He's worried about Triple H. Surely this match doesn't count. (laughs) This match, this 20-minute gap, this doesn't count. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Uh, But Shawn Michaels is even more incensed when, as Owen Hart walks up the ramp holding his new European championship, he pulls a black mask out from under his tights and wears him as Shawn. He's like, how about that, son of a bitch? Nice, nice. So the like next, next week on Raw, we see a vignette, the pre-tape from Owen Hart. He talks about how he's always been a bit of a black sheep in the family. Even in the Hart family, he was the black sheep. So now he's a black heart, you know? Shawn, nice. he, now he's got no other family at all. That's all been run away. It's just him. Shawn Michaels did something that Owen thought, never thought was possible. He drove Bret Hart out of the WWF. He drove a wedge between these two brothers, and that's unacceptable. It almost drove Owen mad, standing by and watching him. And Shawn Michaels and his clique were able to just run roughshod over the WWF and to see what they did to his brother and to the other members of the Hart Foundation. But that's all old news now, isn't it? Brett's gone. Bulldog's gone. Nightheart's gone. All that's left is Owen to pick up the scraps. He's the only one left. So Owen slips that little black mask on, the black heart mask. And he says not only has the black heart taken Shawn's European championship, He's also crippled Shawn Michaels' best friend. Now, how does Shawn like it whenever somebody starts playing him at his game? That's what Shawn Michaels did to Brett, right? Took his championship. 
Yeah. And that's what he did to Owen. He he ran his friends at a time. Well, that's what the Blackheart is going to do to Shawn Michaels. What do you think of that? Nice. So, I like this new character already, the Blackheart. That's really cool. Yeah. So now we're going to have Owen as like a bit of an anti-hero. You know what I mean? But not quite like Steve Austin because Steve Austin was like very anti-authority. Sure. You know, he, he does whatever he wants. He doesn't. He was still a hero. Like, he's, he's doing what everyone else wanted to do is what kicked their boss's ass. So, well, know, that's, that's it. Exactly. He he's kicking his boss's ass, right? Because he had no uh, qualms about authority and, and playing by the rules and stuff like that. That's the kind of thing he would do. But to me, I see Owen Hart more like Sting was in WCW, like a bit of a vigilante, a lone wolf kind of guy, you know, like yeah. a, a totally different kind of anti hero. Somebody who doesn't really play by the rules, but in a different way. You know what I mean? Oh. So, like, he kind of, you know, he swoops in and beats up Triple H and takes Shawn Michaels' championship. Stuff like, you know, you know, hit and run kind of attacks like that. Yeah. So now, Shawn Michaels, he's got a lot of different stuff to worry about. Not only has he got, you know, own heart to worry about, but at the Royal Rumble, he has to fight The Undertaker. Uh, Steve Austin, of course, wins the Royal Rumble. Means he gets a shot at WrestleMania. So, Shawn Michaels has got other stuff on his plate. The Blackheart declares that he's not going to take part in the Royal Rumble because he doesn't need to. He doesn't need to get into Shawn Michaels' head like that. He can do it some other way. Okay. See that? So once Triple H returns from his injury, we can have Triple H and Owen Hart working a program for the European Championship for real this time. Yeah. <laughs> An actual program yeah. instead of, oh, I don't know, bullshit. What, what, what's Goldust doing during all this? Oh, probably smoking crack at the back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a good chance. <laughs> I mean, that's probably what he was doing. Oh, poor Goldust. We're gonna have to rebook him at some point. Dude, that'd be great. Like, I've I've always wanted to do fucking um, Black Rain in TNA. Yes, that'd be incredible. That'd be a good one. Yeah. Or what was the one? In, remember the one in WCW? Oh, um, seven? seven was it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, with the white face. Yeah, that fucking piece of shit. <laughs> God damn, that was awful. He's, he's, he's killing in EW right now. He's having good matches. Well, here's the thing. He's great. I love Dustin. He's Rose. always like, been a great wrestler. Exactly. Yeah. That guy can go. The only problem is, for a lot of the time, he's been stuck with these shitty gimmicks. Yeah. You know, Golas was a great gimmick, and he made, a wor- he made, that, he made that work. I mean, yeah. Sh- shitty gimmicks, and he was always off his tits on drugs, but I mean, no, he's not. No, he's, no, he's clean. He's doing great. We'll save this for the Goldust rebooking. Yes. Probably next season, so stick around for yeah. that guy. I'm right. Uh, so, Triple H obviously wants some revenge against the Blackheart, but the Blackheart starts to taunt Triple H over and over again. You know, he's telling them that he did what he did to prove a point. And you'll figure out what that point is sooner than later. Triple H doesn't know what he's talking about. And the, the Blackheart elaborates. You know, Shawn Michaels doesn't care about anybody but Shawn Michaels. And here's the proof. He's going to be on his way out too. Shawn Michaels worked his ass off to get his brother, Bret Hart, banned from the WWE, fired, kaput, mm. out of here. But now he's done that. Now Shawn Michaels has done that. He's won the heavyweight champion. He's the currently the heavyweight champion. Yeah. What else does he need to do? He's won everything else. He's literally won everything else. Former tag team, European, Intercontinental champion. What else does Shawn Michaels have to do? He's achieved everything, especially the pinnacle, which was to prove he was better than Bret Hart. Mm. He's done everything. He's got... Nothing else to do. He's not going to stand side by side with you any longer, Triple H, because he doesn't need you anymore. He doesn't need the rest of business anymore. He has nothing to prove other than getting revenge on me, the black card. That's all, that's all he needs. And once that's done, what's left, right? So Sean 
will happily see Triple H win the European Championship, not because he cares about Triple H, but just so he can see a little bit of revenge happen to Owen. Nothing to do with Triple H, you see. It's all about Shawn Michaels and his own pettiness. Mm-hmm. You're just a little pawn in Shawn Michaels' game. You always have been. That's why DX was a thing. You were his backup. You were the one that he was going to give the European Championship to. You know what I mean? It's all there. The the belt that the, the Blackhearts wearing right now was just going to be gifted to you because Shawn Michaels doesn't care about it. You know, he wasn't going to gift you the other championship, was he? <laughs> no. Wasn't going to give you the heavyweight championship. Think about it. Who were the real players in the click? At Nation Hall, or out ruling the roost somewhere else, still giving Bret Hart grief <laughs> because they're, yeah. really, they're really bitter. Shawn Michaels has ruled this company for years. You were never a major player in their plans. You were just their driver, which, uh. is, which is true. So Shawn Michaels, he tells Triple H, don't listen to that guy. It's all nonsense. But he also makes it very clear that he's got other stuff going on. Like we said, we're heading into WrestleMania right now. He's got Austin to worry about. He's been got the shit kicked out of him by The Undertaker. Shawn doesn't really have time to babysit Triple H right now. He needs trips to do some of that heavy lifting himself. Shawn Michaels can't do everything. Plus, he's busy schmoozing with Mike Tyson. Because mm. that puts a little bit more of a spotlight on Shawn Michaels. You see what I mean? So Triple H can kind of see what the Blackheart's talking about. But he doesn't want to admit it. So he keeps a straight face, you know. So we come WrestleMania. Main event, of course, is Shawn Michaels versus Steve Austin for the WF Championship. And on the undercard, we have a match between Triple H and the Blackheart for the European Championship. So like I said, that match actually happened. Mm-hmm. But as we covered earlier, it didn't quite have the same kind of build to it that this match does. <laughs> mm. That match had a questionable build to it. And, it, you know, Triple H was a champion in real life. But in this rebooking, the Blackheart, Owen Hart, is the champion. And he beats Triple H. He retains his championship. And, of course, in real life, or and in this rebooking, Steve Austin beats Shawn Michaels in the main event and wins the championship. Now, is DX over? Is the era of DX over? Well, let's see. The next night on Raw, the Blackheart comes out to address Triple H. So Triple H wants the European Championship so bad. Come on, you can come out and have it. You can take it. The Blackheart of wrestling has accomplished whatever he set his mind to. He proved that he's better than Triple H. He's Mm. ran off Shawn Michaels. He did that to avenge his own brother. So Triple H wanted somebody to hand him the European Championship, right? That's what he wanted. That's what he wanted Shawn Michaels to do, wasn't it? Well, the Blackheart, yeah. the Blackheart is doing it now. He's <laughs> gonna, he's gonna gift it to Triple H without a fight. He's already proven that he could beat Triple H, so now he's got nothing else to prove. He's very happy to hand him the European Championship. So Triple H comes out and he's pretty pissed off. You know, Shawn Michaels has made it clear that uh, he, he's gonna be taking some time off after WrestleMania. But the truth is, Triple H doesn't know if Shawn will ever be back again. You know, and that's fine. Because Triple H, he's not about charity anymore. So the Blackheart says that it was him that drove Shawn Michaels out of the the WWF. And Triple H says, well, that's pretty much nonsense. But that's fine because Triple H doesn't need Shawn Michaels anyway. Triple H and China are going to be doing just fine without him. So Triple H says, Triple H tells the Blackheart that he's not going to take that European championship. He doesn't need charity. That's not the Triple H we've seen. Now we're seeing... The Triple H from DX that we're familiar with. A little bit more ruthless. Not just a lackey, a little bit more ruthless. So it doesn't take charity. This is the same Triple H who took the World Heavyweight Championship in 2002, right? Uh, yeah, but but 
that, that was a different Triple H. Mm. We're talking we're talking about the DX Triple H right now. Okay. You know, not corporate Triple H, whatever the fuck he turned into. Uh, so what we're doing is we're setting up another match, of course, between the Blackheart and Triple H for the European Championship at the pay-per-view after WrestleMania, which is unforgiven. So Triple H being the slippery heel that he is, he doesn't come alone. He's got China by his side, of course, and he's got a returning X-Pac who has jumped ship from WCW back to WWF and is now part of DX. So at this pay-per-view, Triple H heals his way to uh, through the match the way a good heel does, and he manages to win the championship from Owen with the assistance of his associates, X-Pac and China. So this really sets up the reformation of X, or the this um, this sets up the reformation of DX. Now you've got a reason for it, you know. Uh, X Pac and China helped Triple H win that championship back, and now we're going to add the New Age Outlaws into the group as well. DX is the way that most people would remember DX now, and now they have a purpose, and that purpose is to ruin Owen Hart's life, make him miserable, the way that Shawn Michaels did the Brett. So at the same time, of course, the Nation of Domination are, you know, they're in town. The Rock is their leader. They're trying to make a name for themselves. And like we said, they're trying to move on from like the, the racial undertones of their gimmick and, and make it, you know, more focused on The Rock and stuff like this. Now, The Rock is the Intercontinental Champion. Triple H obviously has his eyes on him. It's, uh, it's gang warfare in the WWF. We've got DX and The Nation. We've got uh, all the other fucking ones. Remember the Disciples of Apocalypse, Las Barricas. The Truth Commission slash the Oddities. The I was going to say the Oddities, yeah. <laughs> the Job Squad. Don't forget the Job Squad. Oh, God, yeah. Al Snow, Hardcore Holly, the Blue Meanie. The Brutes? Uh, yeah. Oh, 98. Yeah, exactly. Um, so a lot of factions in, the, in 1998 in WWF. And they were all great. Anyway. <laughs> kind of? <So, laughs> yes, they were around in 1998. A classic. We we booked we booked them, remember? We did, yeah, yeah, Takamishinoku, yeah, that's right. Exactly. So we know a thing or two about booking stables, my friend. Fun fact: I actually did kind of want to go back and rebook that kind of gang warfare from 1998 because mm. that seemed like a good idea, and then nothing happened. So maybe maybe in the future we'll delve I back into that. In the future, so many, so many like uh, you know, we're, we're going to be going for years with all these rebookings, man. Exactly. Just just by talking about the history of WF, we're like, God, they've dropped the ball and everything. You know. We're talking about fucking Gangrel last time. I'm pretty sure we need to reboot yeah. at some point. Like, uh, yeah, so many, so many. This shit writes itself, you know. Yeah. So Owen Hart now finds his back up against the wall, but he's not afraid of anybody because he's like an anti-hero, you know. And he's not really interested in joining the group just for the sake of joining the group. You know, he's not going to join the nation just to have some guys watching his back. He doesn't need that. He wants to defend his family's honor by himself. So he takes a bit of a vigilante stance, you know, popping in the night whenever he needs to. He knows that if he's out there alone by himself all the time, he's easy pickings for all the factions to gang up on. So instead of that, he goes with the hit and run tactic we were talking earlier. So, for example, he runs in uh, doing interference with a match between Triple H and D'Lo Brown for the European Championship, and he costs Triple H the championship. Nice. To get his revenge. So now Triple H is pissed because D'Lo Brown is part of the Nation of Domination. Triple H is angry about this and he tells the other D- members of DX that they need to take out Owen Hart and bring him to him. But the problem with this is the other guys are kind of busy as well. So now X Pac is chasing D'Lo Brown for the European Championship. New Age Outlaws are tied up in the tag team division. So Triple H decides to hire some outside help in order to take down Owen Hart. We have the Blackheart attempting a run in during an episode of Raw. 
in order to get a little bit more revenge on Triple H. But before he can do that, backstage he's assaulted by Ken Shamrock. Mm. So Triple H has paid Ken Shamrock, the mixed martial artist, to be a bit of a hitman and to take down Owen for him while Triple H focuses on other matters such as the Intercontinental Championship. So now for a couple of weeks we're going to have Ken Shamrock and and the Blackheart jabbing away at each other, trying to take each other down. While Owen keeps trying to get into Triple H's business as well, Shamrock keeps trying to take him down and keep him away. We, the, the two men battle at a pay-per-view called Fully Loaded in July, with Shamrock picking up the win, and then they finish up their business at SummerSlam 1998, where the Blackheart gets a vengeance over Ken Shamrock, and he pins him. Was this uh, in the, uh, the fucking weird cage thing? I think that, I think that one... I don't know if that was at SummerSlam 98, but it, they, they did do that. I've got a life. feeling it was because I, I remember research when I was researching the Steve Blackman episode. Obviously, they had the match and they did as well. And like I'm pretty sure Owen Hart and Ken Shamrock was one part of it as well. They they did. They, 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 uh, Ken Shamrock and Steve Blackman was in 1999. The right, Owen Hart okay. one was 1998, but I can't remember if that was at SummerSlam or if it was okay. at Fully Loaded, but it was around that In real life, Lions it was day, around that time. Yes, it was the Lions Den. So you're right. That was that did happen in real life. Again, Sweet. keeping it pretty realistic, right? And, and who oh. wins this one again? So it's Ken, Owen Hart beats Ken Shamrock, right? Yes, Ken Shamrock oh. wins the one at Fully Loaded. And then at SummerSlam, Owen Hart's going to win. Okay. Okay. So what else happened at SummerSlam 98? Well, The Rock defended and lost his Intercontinental Championship in a ladder match against Triple H. So now the scene is set. Triple H has once again gained the championship. Uh, the Black Heart, Owen Hart, has once again set his sights on putting an end to that. But before Owen can get his revenge properly, Triple H is forced to vacate his Intercontinental Championship due to injury, mm. which really did happen in real life. So a short tournament is set up to find a new champion. And wouldn't you know it, wouldn't you know it, but the finals are going to be Ken Shamrock against Owen Hart. It's the third rubber match. match. The rubber yeah. match. Yeah. Of course. See? Smarts. And we're going to have Owen Hart win. So Shamrock is, he's, you know, he's pissed off understandably about this, but he's also a fighter and he understands what, you know, how things play out in the ring. So while he's annoyed that he lost the match, he's got to respect the fact that Owen Hart beat him. And he declares that he's not going to hunt him down backstage anymore. Their beef oh, is, is through. That's nice. Isn't it? So now Triple H is injured and he's super fucking pissed off about this. You know, so Owen now, Hart's got his title now, yeah. Yep, Owen Hart is not again. Didn't lose exactly. You see this? Triple H is so angry. Owen Hart's now in the Continental Champion again, and it's only a matter of time before he goes even further. So we're gonna have him champion till the end of 1998, and he's looking pretty strong. And he, you know, emerges from the shadows to defend his championship and also the honor of the the Hart family. He's fighting for the Hearts. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna end things here, and I'll explain everything. A lot of people wanted us to have Owen Hart finally win the big one. And like I said to you earlier, I think that's going to be very hard to do in 1998 whenever Steve Austin kind of rules the roost, right? However, what we've done is we've, we've taken a lot of stuff that happened in real life and we've actually made it make sense. You know, the feud with Kent Shamrock and the feud with Triple H. We made that shit actually make sense. Owen Hart now looks like a legitimate contender. He's an mm-hmm. upper mid-carder now. He looks like somebody. He's in the Continental Champion again. He looks like somebody. And it means that come 1999, we can easily pivot him into more of a heavyweight championship angle. 
if we need to. Because in 1999, of course, famously Triple H won his championship for the first time. Storyline's right there. The feud with Triple H and Owen Hart. Say Triple H finally beats Owen Hart for the championship. That puts Triple H over the top as a bona fide real main eventer. That's sure. the kind of that's the kind of places you can go to. But you can only get to that point if you build up Owen Hart as a legit contender to begin with, which I think mm-hmm. we've done in this rebooking. And it means that if the people want it, it's another of our rebookings. It's open to a second part. I was literally you know? going to say that. I, I would love to see the part two of Triple H returning and kind of confronting Owen Hart for the championship, which he didn't lose. Which, mm-hmm. yeah, Triple H didn't lose, but Owen Hart won. And like, I love how that plays into real life as well, because, you know, Owen Hart has Triple H's title, which Triple H didn't lose, just like real life, except mm-hmm. no bullshit. You know, an actual legitimate reason. It's not fucking Goldust in a fucking, I don't know. <laughs> I don't even want to see Goldust dressed as Triple H, to be honest, but, you know. Like, <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> no, I don't. But, uh, like, just that that makes so much sense. Um, right. You know, and it's, it's like a really good angle for, you know, Triple H's fucking arch nemesis to win his championship, and then he comes back. Maybe Triple H is now the babyface or something, you know, and... Um, you know that 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 would be really cool, and man, that that's really good rebooking. Like I love it, I love it all. I love how I love the black heart. That's a really cool name. I love how Owens. So the whole thing was that Sean was going to give the European title to Triple H, but then Owen won it, and now Owens offering it to Triple H as like a, I don't know, almost like a fuck you, I suppose. Like yeah. I've I've already beat you, you know. So you know you can have it if you want. This this goal doesn't mean shit to me. I just wanted the victory, and I've driven your your pal uh, Sean off, you know, like. Like, I, I love that, just that kind of sticking it to Triple H kind of thing. And, you know, uh, you didn't include the Nation of Domination, which I think uh, a lot of our listeners will enjoy. You didn't make Owen Hart uh, own, own part of the uh, Nation of Domination. He's like, a, he's like a lone wolf. He does his own thing. He's like, like a vigilante, as you were saying. And, yeah, like, I just love that love that whole thing, man. Uh, like, oh, the, the, the fucking the final of the, the Intercontinental Title Tournament made a lot of sense as well because the rubber match, Ken beat yeah. Owen, Owen beat Ken. So, yeah. Makes sense for that to meet in the final of the tournament as, as a rubber match. So, um, dude, really, really good rebooking and a really good way to kick off your season five because that was fucking incredible. But also, it kind of sets things up so that Owen Hart doesn't become the Blue Blazer. Yeah, well, that as well. It sets so many things up, though. It, it, not not even just that, but it sets up, you know, like, like we said, the program with Triple H or Owen then trans- transitioning into the main event scene and, uh, you know, uh, Triple H maybe eventually meeting Owen there or something, you know. So there's loads of places you can go from this. Like uh, Owen maybe still got a beef with the rest of DX while um, Triple H is away, you know. There's a lot of things you could do there. So, um, exactly. you know, there's a lot, a lot that, you can, that can happen there, man. Like really, really good stuff. That's the simple thing about like booking stuff is that you have like we do this all the time where like coming out of the rebooking there's options but there should mm. be because you, you want to continue the storyline you want to have people doing stuff yeah if, if it's just a one and done thing then nothing happens dude you know? like it's so fucking um like I read this the other day it was it was about the whole um the fiend versus Randy Orton storyline and like I think it was a WWE writer that admitted there's like there was literally no direction for that they did not have an end game they were just fucking let's see what happens next let's see what happens next and then yeah. maybe we'll think of an ending like you know you can tell there, there's nowhere you, you can go shit. from it there's nowhere yeah you can you can tell because it's just fucking everywhere and it just kind of ended with no real reason kind of thing well, that's, that's just, what got me the most about that fiend thing was the end of it at WrestleMania where Orton won, and you're like, what? Yeah. Orton set this guy on fire, and the way that the BBPs gets his revenge <laughs> is that the other guy beats him again? Like, yeah, are you shitting not, me? Not even like an RKO is more powerful than fire, though. That, that's... <laughs> 
Ridiculous. RKO is worse than burn is somebody, yeah. But no, man, really good. Um, uh, I think that's uh, maybe one of your best ones as well. So um, Thank congrats, you. dude. That's awesome. Well, you haven't heard me rebook Invisera. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> next week. <laughs> and you never will. <laughs> <laughs> Unless All we right. really run out of ideas in like season fucking 37 or something. Yeah, well. We'll get there. We'll get. Mm. But the, you say that, but there's so many times that WWE, like even through this rebooking, we've already come up with three future rebookings. So I don't yeah. think we're gonna run I mean, out yeah. anytime soon. <laughs> you know. But speaking of some insanity, speaking of some illogical bullshit, how about we move from? Yeah, I bet that that's a good one. We're gonna <laughs> yeah. move from a good rebooking to. Some and questionable even rebooking, a, re, a even better rebooking. <laughs> whenever Bryce takes on the the K Pipton Bola Challenge, Woo! how about that? You guys ready for this? Let's let's yeah. do some K Pipton Bola. Before we get to the K Pipton Bola, let's talk about the fact that either we give away a lot of these rebookings for free on every podcast app you could ever want, but we do a lot of exclusive rebookings and as mentioned before we do some watch-alongs and other exclusive shows that are only on our patreon page patreon.com forward slash making kayfabe we've done all sorts of rebookings we've done akira tozawa samoa joe we've done who else have we done Vince man ecw champion oh it's a classic one Mickey James. Tajiri's the uh, last one we did. Billy K. Tajiri's the most recent one, yeah. Yes. Fucking abominable Strowman. Classics. So a new rebooking goes up every single month on the first tier of our Patreon page. And then we also have our watch logs and we do a bonus show, the Kayfabe Conundrum, where me and Bryce challenge each other to come up with some really wacky storylines and try to make them make sense. And that is difficult. We have had some crazy, crazy challenges over the years. If you like Braun Strowman... <laughs> <laughs> that's the epic conundrum. I've got to book a gladiator in WWE, like a, the gladiator gimmick, which I don't know, man. I've, I've not thought of anything yet and I know I've got to do it soon and I'm panicking but um, you know we need to make the gladiator gimmick work somehow and how are we going to do it you're only going to find out in KFA Conundrum exactly you can hear right now Bryce is a little apprehensive about it how is he ever going to do it how can he solve this mystery well there's only one way to find out and that's by checking out our Patreon page patreon.com forward slash making kayfabe let's be honest guys we love bringing these podcasts to you free of charge however it really helps us out a lot to be able to host these shows and to get all these rebookings done. It takes a lot of work on our behalf to get all these up for you. And we love doing them, but it really, really helps us out to get a little bit of, of that change from the Patreon page. It really, you've, you guys know, have no idea how much that really helps us out, you know? Keeps the lights on. Exactly. And that helps us see. Mm, it exactly. really helps. Yeah, we can't do these rebookings in the dark. No, we tried. It was a mess. Mm. It just didn't work. So if you can... Head on over to patreon.com forward slash making kayfabe. If you're short of money this week or this month, and we get it, man, you know, money's uh, tough to get by, but even like a little retweet on your Twitter page or spreading the word, that stuff, that all helps us too. You have no idea. The kind of word of mouth stuff, that really, really does help. And there's a lot of rebookings, a lot of good stuff on there, a lot of original content that's up on there. If you're a fan of the show, we really appreciate you checking that out. So patreon.com forward slash making kayfabe. Okay, so 
we're going to play old game of K-Vape Dimbola. I'm sure everybody's very excited about this, especially Bryce, his very. favorite part of the show. I imagine everybody who's listening to season five of Making K-Vape is very familiar with the K-Vape Dimbola, but we can do a little brief recap for anybody who might have missed. If this is your first episode that you're listening to, excellent choice, sir, may hmm. I say, or madam, you could be. You never know. But thank you very much for, for listening. We really appreciate that. So here's a little breakdown of K-Fape Tabola, everybody's favorite game, especially Bryce's. What we're going to do, we've got, well, the listeners, our lovely, lovely listeners, will send us a little K-Fape Tabola. If you want to do it too, you feel free at, at makingkfape on Twitter or makingkfape at gmail.com. You can send in your own Tabolas for future reference. But all you have to do is come up with four wrestlers four scenarios, Bryce is going to pick a letter-number combination where we put those two together. And then he's going to have 60 seconds to be able to tell me and all of you lovely listeners all about that wrestler and that uh, funny scenario. Couldn't be simpler, you know? Easy, easy stuff. So we have a Tombola ready and waiting to go. This has been sent in by Andy McCune on Twitter. Long-time listener from the show. Really appreciate that guy. How are oh, you doing, no. son? And I mean, yes, <laughs> I, I love Andy, but I know where this tumble well, is going. Well, I was just about to say, <laughs> if you're familiar with Andy McCune and his his past is you probably already know what you have in store. <laughs> mm. Mm. Yes, sir. But you know, he might surprise you. You never know. So I'm going to ask Bryce to give me a letter number combination and see what we get. All right, give me, give me. Give me number two, and give me the letter D. 2D. Because I'm thinking C, if I picked C, surely C stands for crap hands. So I'm going for D, which is not crap hands. 2D, that's that's the gorilla's pick. Yeah, gorillas, yeah. Good good reference. Thank you, I love gorillas. Hmm. You love gorillas too. I like gorillas, yeah. Yeah. So, let me tell you about the wrestlers that you could have picked. Okay. You didn't pick. So you didn't pick Johnny Ace, who Good. I think we, we talked about before. <laughs> People I a, power. I have a feeling, g- given Bryce's amazing Johnny Ace impression, that he might end up popping so up a lot. <laughs> <laughs> he might end up popping up a lot these days. So you see what you've done by being really good at impressions. This is all on you. <laughs> I'm not good at Johnny Ace at all. <laughs> You're really good. You're way better than I am. I can say that one phrase, that's it. Yeah. Well, that's all you need, you know. So you didn't pick Johnny Ace. You didn't pick Doink the Clown. Oh, okay. No Doink. Get out of here, Doink. I don't want this Doink. You didn't pick Wade Barrett. Okay. Yeah. These are wildly different kind of wrestlers, yeah. Right, I was going to say, I'm like, that's... (laughs) Well, if you think that's wildly different, check out who you did pick. (laughs) Get The Undertaker. Oh, okay, nice. A much like bigger name than all three of those other guys. Put together, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But what's he going to be doing, though? What what, what wacky scenario will he have to pick? I mean, I don't know, but I, I sure hope it's not crab hands. What did you say? You didn't pick C because C, there's crabs in the sea? You, well, C, crab hands begins with C, so that's okay. my logical thing. Let's not pick C because 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 <laughs> there's no there's C in crab hands, so, you know, I don't okay. know. Okay, well... Just bear that in mind what I tell you what you didn't get in I scenarios. I've fucking pants, haven't I? <laughs> you don't know that. <laughs> so you didn't you didn't pick that um, 
He changes his name to Mr. Jobby and starts a stable called the Jobbies. <laughs> um, I'll be honest with you, dude. That's the one I wanted you to pick. <laughs> Jobby <And> squad. <laughs> the Jobby squad. I was really, I was like telekinesis. I was willing you to pick that one. <laughs> like, please get the Jobby one. But nope. <laughs> you didn't get that he grows a mustache. <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one minute, I'll take you growing a mustache. <laughs> And you didn't get. Do you remember the just before you said? Do, do you remember the the, the promo from uh, NXT? Remember, it's a game show, yes. and it's big fucking Eli Cottonwood talking about how he's he's got a mustache, but he also doesn't. Yeah. And his mustache is the best mustache out of anyone, and he's gone on for like a good fucking two minutes. I I, I would just do that basically. That that would just what, do that, that, that whole yeah. you'd do that whole promo. Yeah. That's fair enough. That would work. Can you imagine the Undertaker, like who never fucking talks, and then suddenly he's just talking about his <laughs> mustache? <laughs> Can't shut him up about his mustache. <laughs> he's like, rest in peace. But also, did you know? <laughs> if you use mustache oil, it really helps it grow out. You know, you're like, what the fuck? Uh, but you didn't get that, and you didn't get option C, which was he loses his left boot. Again, that one just ends there. <laughs> I gotta say, Annie McEwen, you you are really good at these. Th th those ones are the ones I love the most, where they're really like super open ended. Me, they're just yeah. like, <laughs> just like like a one thing happens. And you're like, how do I stretch this to a fucking minute? I love that shit. So, so keep, I, I, keep that I, up. I, I am a bit scared here because I have the, the process the, of elimination, uh, Bryce. The keen, yeah, the keen, <laughs> the keen ears listener would notice that none of these none of these picks involve crab hands. So, <laughs> Bryce, you are gonna have sixty seconds. To tell me and the world about the Undertaker as he fights Sid the Crab Hand Man <laughs> okay. at, Wrestlema at, uh, at WrestleMania oh. Night Two. <laughs> okay. Not Night <laughs> One. Specifically, has to be Night Two. Yeah. It's the second night because you want the you want a big main event. Of course, yeah. This is the main event. Okay, that makes sense. Sid the Crab Hand Man. So I think. In a previous Tombola, Sid Vicious became Crapan Man, right? Is that, is that yep. right? Yeah, I right, believe right, season so. Three or something, right? If I remember yeah. right. Um, so that, that makes sense. Uh, so it's, it's a continuation of Sid the Crap, who is Sid Vicious the Crapan Man, yeah. We're going to keep this 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 classic bit going. Yeah. <laughs> Sid the Crapan Man. So it couldn't, it couldn't be simpler, could it? I can't I mean, think of a way that this could possibly be simpler. Undertaker I mean, fights Sid the Crabhand Man at WrestleMania 2. He's going to tell me and the people all about that. Hold on, WrestleMania 2 or WrestleMania... WrestleMania Night, Night 2. 2. Right, so not WrestleMania 2, yeah. Well, maybe if WrestleMania... Well, Undertaker wasn't around at WrestleMania 2. True. Did might have been. Mm, no, I think he was a little later than that. Did they have crab hands? Of course. Sid the oh. Crab Man. Sid the Crab Man, yeah. yeah. Okay, Um. what do you think, Bryce? Do you want me to to, to press... <laughs> Press play. What do you think? Let's just fucking. Let me just go. I've I've got a vague direction for this written down. Uh, just as as we were talking about the crap hand man there. So let's see where these three bullet points get me. <laughs> I think they'll take you right to the top. I think so. So yeah. I'm gonna count you down from three, and then you're gonna <laughs> tell the entire world all about the time the Undertaker fought Sid the Crab Hand Man at WrestleMania Night Two. You ready? No. That's the spirit. Here we go. Three, <laughs> two, one. Crab those hands. All right. So general manager Teddy Long says, hey, Undertaker, you've beaten every human wrestler on earth. Like, 
genuinely, I, I don't think there's a single human wrestler on this planet who you haven't defeated. And and it, it, some of the guys say that you've got this impressive WrestleMania run going, I guess, or, or, or streak or whatever you want to call it. I don't know. So here's what we're going to do. So on night one of WrestleMania, that, that's night one of WrestleMania. I can't stress that enough. We're going to have a battle royale. For what reason? I don't know. Don't worry about it. But anyway, it's, it's the battle royale is for the chance to face the first ever crab human hybrid wrestler at WrestleMania night two. So anyway, Undertaker's like, uh, you know, cool, rest in peace, bro, um, because Teddy Long is going to go for a nice lie down, so Undertaker wants him to rest peacefully, you know. Um, but anyway, in the Battle Royale, Undertaker wins. The final two men are Undertaker and Viscera, and they have just an epic 20-minute brawl before Taker um, eliminates Viscera by just, like, fucking kicking him in the dick, poking his eyes, blowing mist in his face, and basically every underhanded trick in the book because Undertaker is underhanded. Um, but we haven't even got to night two yet, so well, that's it. I mean, well, we've not got to night going, two yet. We can't end it there. Keep so going. It's Undertaker versus Sid, and Sid, um, fucking Sid Crabby Hands was it? Crab, Sid Crab Hands Man. Sid, Sid Crab, Crab Crab Hands Man. Um. At, at, at night two, Undertaker faces Sid, the crab hands boy, and you know, you know the spot where Undertaker goes for the choke slam, but then like his opponent also grabs Undertaker's throat, so it's like a double choke slam kind of deal. So they're, they're kind of like a, they're both grabbing each other by the throat. Um, Undertaker tries this, and Sid grabs the Undertaker's throat with his giant claw crab hand and chokes him out, and just ends the Undertaker streak, and that's that's it. Yeah. Okay. You would you would have the Undertaker lose the streak, yeah. To Sid the Crab Hands man, yeah. I mean, it makes sense. He's got crab hands. Yeah. Yeah, so, fucking, he he didn't anyone's streak. Exactly. Who 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 could possibly beat the Crab Hands man? He's I forgot his hands. name. I forgot his name halfway through. I'm like Sid. Sid what? Fucking su- su- Super Saturday. <laughs> Super Bowl Saturday. <laughs> oh, that's my favorite part. Can't even afford to pay me. These t-shirts are too tight, Billy. T-shirts are too tight too, baby. I'm pissed now. <laughs> oh boy, why, why, why does that not turn up? Nobody ever know. talks about that one on the tumbolas. We'll, we'll, well, on our Patreon page, of course, me and Bryce make our own tumbolas, so oh, maybe. Like Sluger's t-shirt is too tight. If really? that, if that <laughs> isn't enough reason to want to subscribe to the Patreon page, I don't know what is. But there you go. Thank you very much, Andy, for that lovely rebooking that Bryce had to struggle through. We really appreciate it, man. And like we said, if you want to send your own rebookings in, all you got to do is send us four wrestlers and four wacky scenarios. If all you want to write is he grows a mustache, you know, <laughs> fair enough, you work away. Send them to uh, makingkayfabe at gmail.com or DM us on Twitter at makingkayfabe. Couldn't be easier, could it? No. Oh, could. you want to answer? Sorry, no, it couldn't. No. You don't have to. You don't have to. <laughs> oh, I could do, I I could, was rhetorical <laughs> I could do the whole show myself <laughs> if you want. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Um, but there you go. What a wonderful tombola that was. Yeah, thanks, Andy. Thank you very much. Thanks to the crab hands again, Andy. Yes. We look forward to <laughs> your next crab hands rebooking. <laughs> Should be any time now. Thank you very much. No, seriously. Cheers, mate. Yeah, that's awesome. All right. So there we go, my friends. We have a wonderful rebooking of Owen Hart right there. And also a surprising rebooking of The Undertaker. Losing the losing the streak to Sid the Crabman. Yeah, I mean Crabby people Sid. were people were pissed that it was that he lost to Brock Lesnar. But let's be honest here, who's more of a tough guy, Brock Lesnar or Sid the Crabhands man? Exactly. I think we all know the answer to that, you know. Brock Lesnar is not Crabhands. 
No, and you know, Undertaker really needed to give a guy like Sid the Crabhance man th that the kind rub, of rub. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah, it was, it, was, it, was, uh, it, was, it was his time. It was the right time. Oh yeah, it was the only thing to do, really, yeah. in the, at that uh, that particular juncture. So there we go. I feel like the Owen Hart rebooking might have got overshadowed somewhat by <laughs> Sid the Crabhance man. But we're, we're, that's... Gonna, we're gonna name this episode Undertaker versus Sid Crabhance man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then like brackets. That's the main rebooking, right? <laughs> brackets, maybe one heart too. Close brackets. Yeah, yeah. dot dot dot. Yeah. Uh, but there you go. That's another rebooking in the bag. As you can see, me and Bryce have started off season five with a bang. I'm gonna ask my good friend Bryce, fresh off rebooking The Undertaker and Save the Crab Hands Man, if he's got any teases for next week. Ooh, so I do. Um, I've definitely thought of a tease. I definitely have. I definitely thought of something to say at the end of this it's, episode. And, it's said. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they may or may not have crab hands. <laughs> um, it's more modern day. It's more modern day the next one. Um, and it's going to be, yeah, a, a character that's got a bit of a um, uh, super supernatural kind of gimmick, I suppose. And we'll leave it there. We'll just leave it there. Exactly. You know, we want to have a little bit of mystery. So if you guys want to find out what that is, you got to stay tuned. Make sure you stick around for next Tuesday to your favorite podcast app. You can find us on YouTube as well, Making Kayfabe. And you got to follow the Twitter page as well, because that's where you're going to find all the news and information about next week's rebooking. It's going to be amazing. So you want to check that out. And we're going to say thank you very much for listening, guys. We really appreciate it. You guys are the best, and if you thought these first two episodes were good, you ain't seen nothing yet, man. Season five is gonna roll on with a bang. We got so many good stuff for you coming up for you oh, guys. Yeah. You have no idea. So make sure you stick around, stay tuned to find out. Plus, more crab hunt shenanigans, probably. <laughs> you know, uh, more Johnny Ace impressions. Yeah. Maybe more Vince Russo bros all over the yeah. place. Yeah. Everything you guys love, they're gonna you're gonna see it in season five. Trust me. More visceral love. I don't know how we can give any more visceral love than we already have, but you'll see. I thought the joke was over when we finally done the episode, but no, it's still going. He's never <laughs> going to die. He's still a meme, yeah. We're going to keep him going forever and ever. We love Viscera. And by we, I mean you. <laughs> <laughs> you just humor me, yeah. Yeah, but uh, but make sure to stick around for next week for, for Bryce's super surprising rebooking. You're going to find out what that is next week. It's going to be amazing. We're going to say thank you very much for listening, guys. We really appreciate you guys. We love you, and we will see you in the next episode. And so goodbye. Take it easy.